Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to another episode of the Three Muslims podcast. We are the realest podcast in the dunya and today we are joined by a very real brother, mashallah, brother Nasheed. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi. How are you doing today? Alhamdulillah, good, good. Alhamdulillah, that's good. So, why don't you begin and just go straight into it, talking about uh, your journey to Islam, because we know that you're a revert, mashallah, and we know that um, you have some things, mashallah, that I think a lot of people wouldn't experience in life, and knowing that kind of perspective would really allow them to look at Islam in a new lens. Alhamdulillah, bismillah. Um, so I was raised uh, Christian, raised Christian. Grand- my grandmother raised me. Uh, I was in church every Sunday. Um, and it was, I guess about when I was like 13, 14, she was like, I had enough of you. You're, you don't listen. You're too mannish. So she kicked me out. Well, she sent me to my mom. My mom was on the streets. She was on drugs, uh, on the streets. So I really didn't have a place to go. I was staying with her boyfriend, um, her boyfriend's family. Um, so, you know, industries doing things and it was, um, it was, it was rap music that, you know, I guess was like a father to me, you know, uh, cause you know, no dad was there, no guidance, whatever. So rap music was like an influence in my life. Um, it was, uh, about 91, 92 when Karius One came out with an album called, uh, Sex and Violence. I really got into that album and that album really made me question Christianity. You know what I mean? Because my grandmother put me out, but I still needed, you know, God in my life. So I would find myself going to church by myself and um, it just didn't feel right for me. It just didn't feel right. So um, I, I just found myself like gravitating away from the church, but I know I still needed God in my life. That, that album, uh, Sex and Violence, made me really question Christianity. And uh, so I started calling my, I, st- I started saying I'm not Christian. I started saying I'm not Christian. I'm not, I don't have a religion. I just believe that there's, that there's God. I believe that I believe in God, but I don't have a religion. And that was my, I, was, I, I had to be like 16, 17 at the time. Um, I stopped eating pork. Um, and that was, that was all hip hop. That was Ice Cube. Ice Cube had a few songs that, you know, made me stop being poor or whatever. Um, I, this, this girl that I was messing with, she said something about a Quran, uh, said something about Muslims or whatever. Anyway, I, that, it just stuck in my mind. I never knew what a Quran was, never, no, never heard of a Quran. And around the same time, I met a, a pimp. I started coming around a pimp and I'm, it, I, I gravitated to him or he gravitated to me because we had some of the similar, we had similar, like he was older than me, of course. But I guess he saw me, he saw himself in me because women just attract, I was attracted to women and women, women were attracted to me. Like women were easy for me. Um, yeah, women were easy for me. So when I was around him, different women would drop me off in cars. 
or he would see different women come by the house. I'm, you know, 17, 16, 17 at the time. And he's like, you know, women with cars or whatever. I have no car. But it was like, you know, always there. So he would see that. And I remember him saying, I'm going to make a man out of you. And he started to teach me things about women that I didn't know that that uh yeah that was really intriguing to me and I you know I was uh I I took I took I took I took it in I took it I took it all in um yeah so I'm I'm, I'm in that life with him I'm seeing him bring women into his life like he just meet women I'm seeing bring him into his life and they're doing things that I've never saw women do before for this guy. He just met him. So I was like really interested in what he was talking about. What he was, he wasn't just talking to me. He, he was really giving me game on, you know, on how to deal with women. But at the same time, he had a Quran. And he was a Freemason. Uh, if you know anything about Freemasonry, you know, they, 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 they believe in what I think uh, levels. The thirty, he was a. I don't know if he was a thirty third level, but after the thirty third level or something like that, you get a Quran. Like, it's a part of it. So he had a Quran and he had he kept the Quran like wrapped up in a towel, a white towel, and he would take it and he would open it up like really slowly, like it was something precious. And he would say, "This book is very powerful," right? So. It, you know, that intrigued me. I was intrigued by that. So um, we was always, you know, we would get high together. We would smoke weed together. And one of those times um, I was high, I went and picked up that Quran, opened it up. And I just, you know, let me read. Let me see what's going on. Why is this book so special? So I opened it up. Brother, <laughs> I read something about the hellfire that scared the hell out of me. It was like, I put it, I, I had to like close it up and put it down. It was like, the verses were screaming at me. I don't, I don't, I can't. And it, it was like, it was like, uh, you know, you're reading, you know, you read, you read to yourself. Well, I was reading to myself, but it was like a group of people, a group of powerful people was like screaming at me. I've never experienced that before. Anyway, I closed the book, put it down, and I was like, man, I ain't touching that book no more. He right. <laughs> <laughs> that, book is, that book is powerful, man, like for real. So anyway, you know, it goes on. I'm, we, you know, we're still doing, he's teaching me. He's showing me different things about women or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, let me try it again. Let me, let me, let me see if it, this happens again. I was, maybe I was, you know, just tripping. And the same exact thing happened when I opened it up again. It was a different verse, but it was the same exact thing. So anyway, of course, that, you know, made me want to get into this book even more. So what I did was, at the time, um, at the time, him and I had moved in together. I was like, he had a room, I had a room, you know, we was going half on rent or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, I, I had a, a few a few chicks that was coming, you know, to see me or whatever. So, you know, I was I was like 18 at the time. Seven, it was like 18 at the time. So, you know, life was life was great, you know. <laughs> life mm. was good. But at the same time, I needed God. I know, I know that I needed God. So I started 
I picked up the Quran and I started reading it from the beginning. And I'm into it and I'm, I'm reading it and I'm agreeing with everything it says, everything that I understand. And then I got to the part that says, you can have two, three, or four wives. I was like, oh yeah, I'm just... I didn't know what Muslim was, but I was like, yeah, I'm for whatever this book say, I'm following because I didn't have two or three, four wives. I, I was like in it. Like I was, I was gone. You know what I mean? And um, anyway, like I, 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 I was still smoking weed, but I was reading a book uh, like heavily. Uh, and like, I couldn't, like, that's all I wanted to do. That's all I wanted to do was read the book. The girl that I was with uh, at the time, she was like, yo, why don't you come on, let's go. I was like, nah, I'm good. Like she just wanted to pull me out to get me out of this, 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 I don't know what I was in, but I would, the book was a part of me and I wanted it. And I, and I, that verse where Allah says, and, and uh, they recognize the book, like they recognize their sons. Like when a, a guidance comes to me and they recognize the book, that's how I felt. I felt like I, it, I, I knew it, like it, it was mine. Um, that, that whole situation with me and the Quran, it took me out of this, that, that pimp mode that I was in. Anyway, the pimp life was like, a, a it was a cold life, man. I, I saw him, how he treated women. Like you have to be, you have to be cold. Like you have to have, uh, you have to be self selfish to to really get into it, and that wasn't me. Alhamdulillah, Allah by by putting the Quran in my life at that time, it pulled me out of that. Alhamdulillah. So, it yeah, by me reading the Quran, it just like pulled me out of that life. And I, I the girl that I was with, Alhamdulillah, who I married now, who's I'm with, who I'm with now, she's a uh, her and I just really went on and you know started a life with each other. We started a life with each other, and um, and you know we we still here. Alhamdulillah, thirty years later. But I, I truly believe that um, a lot of the stuff that he taught me, I know for a fact. A lot of stuff that he taught me is the reason why I'm still married to this woman now. Really, mm. so that's pretty much the story, you know, in a in a nutshell. Bro, oh, man, yo, so you said forget level one through thirty three. I'm gonna just get the Quran right now, huh? Man, the law, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what the levels are about. I don't know what you got to go through for the levels, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, yeah, just start it right now. Like, let me get this Quran right now because it was like, you know, I was agreeing with everything it was talking about, everything that I understood. I was, I was agreeing with, like, yeah, this is it. This, this got to be the, this got to be the one. This got to be it. I mean, and, and then with me, with me and my. Uh, not my wife now, but when we were together, I would I would wake up every morning, go to the park, smoke some weed, and read the Quran. That was my life, man. Like it was like a part of me. Like I didn't I didn't I didn't want to do anything else. Mashallah. Mm. So you you briefly mentioned some stuff about your pops when you were speaking to me. So we're gonna go into that in a bit. But you mentioned that some of the things that you the pimp taught you, the Freemason taught you you believe are influential in why your marriage is successful till today, right? Not everything, but you still use some of the things. So do you want to go into some of those things, some of those lessons? Okay. So when you, you know what I'm saying? When you young 
and you want multiple women, it's like believe that you have to lie. You have mm. to lie about, you know what I'm saying, what, what you're doing to women. Hold on, like, hold on, hold on. I'm about to write this down. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, and that's what I was thinking as a young man. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking as a young man, like you have to lie. Nah, the pimp was like, he heard me. I was, uh, and I was talking to somebody on the phone and I, I believe I was telling her, you know, that I got this or my phone, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm this age. And he was like, man, stop lying to them hoes, man. Like, really, he was like, stop lying to them hoes. Because when you're trying, in, in their minds, you want to be something different than other men are not. Mm. Like, like those, those, that's what those men do. You, you have to be different from them. And, and that's 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 one of the things you told me. You know, you have to uh yeah, you have to be different. So lying is not a part of it because they know that every dude is trying to lie to get between their pants. They they that's that's the goal for them. They're trying to get in their pants. He was like, you want more than that. Women, I mean, I see now why you want more for that. You know, he wanted to ex- uh, exploit them, you know what I mean? Mm. But what he told me was, um, you know, you 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 want more than what's between their pants. You want them to to give themselves to you entirely. So you have to be different from what other dudes are teaching or, or telling them. So that's that's one of the things that um, that I've always, you know, kept to the front of my brain, and I, I really I think it has helped me in my relationship, and it has helped me with you know having uh, with. Because I, I have two wives and I was I was always transparent about, you know, to my wife about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, because now she met me and I was with a pimp. She mm-hmm. met me and I was, you know, had a couple had a couple women. But when we got married and got into it, her story was, well, I'm so in love with you. I can't really see you with nobody else. What? <laughs> you can't see me with nobody else. You know who I was. You know who I am. So anyway, for uh, for years, I tried to play that game. And I think for a lot of us, um, it's just in us to have more than one woman. Like polygamy is, is just a part of some of us. And I'm, I'm one of those, I'm one of those people because I tried to quiet for her. For my love for her, I tried to quiet that down, that that inner, you know, some that part of me that wants another woman. I tried to quiet it down, but it it stayed quiet for a couple of years. That's it. And I I would say this: if you know you're looking to get another wife, you if 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 you are scared or fear of losing the wife that you're with, don't even try it. Because it's a possibility that she could go, that she could leave. Don't don't even try it. Because it's 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 not just about sex, man. You know what I'm saying? It's not just about sex. You have to know who you are. Can you really deal with another woman? Um, and that's one of the things that the pimp taught me is how to manage not only women but the emotions of women. Because it's you know what I'm saying. It's like real. It's 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 an emotional roller coaster that you as a man cannot jump on. When, when two women are involved, when more than one woman is involved, 
it's an emotional emotional roller coaster that you cannot jump on. You just let them, you know, ah, you know how you roller coaster, you go, ah, <laughs> let them do that. You don't do that at all. We you we you can't because you have to uh you have to manage that. And and that's like I said, that's one of the things that we talk. It's almost um, like it's almost like we are the roller coaster and they're just riding it. Okay, yeah, that's it. Oh, I look at it. That's how I look, because I'm still in control. That's it. That's it. Don't that's it. You can't ride your own ride, man. You you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't scream on your own ride. You know it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Go into that, brother. Go into that. What are some of the things you you experience in terms of like handling emotions? Um, so within the first in so I've been I've had this is this I have I had two wives twice. Mm. The first one didn't work out because I don't think I was ready for it. Um, and I, I noticed from the first six months to a year is hell. Mm. Like it, it is hell. Um, because your first wife is trying to get used to you leaving or just having another woman in your life. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and, and a lot of that, a lot of that is they're sharing a sexual partner. Like she don't, she's sharing her sexual partner. Now that's something that they have to get over. So I'm when I'm I'm getting uh what you call it, I'm getting um stress from the first wife because you know I'm leaving or whatever. Then I'm getting stress from the from it's 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 all fun and new. The, the second wife is you know trying to make you feel comfortable, but at the same time, she has that same feeling that she's sharing another man and she's complaining about time and she she she's trying to get you to behave a certain way. And if you don't behave this way, she's gonna leave. Um, stay who you are. That's stay true to who you are. You know what I mean? I mean, of, of course, it's compromised. Uh, but stay true to who you are in, in those situations, man. Because um, if if one can get you to be the way they want them to be, they think they have power over you. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? It's it's not a power game. It's not a power game, not for you or them. Like we have to do this together. We have to do this together. But don't 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 allow one of them to make you to, to feel like they have power over you by doing exactly what they want you to do. You know what I'm saying? Especially, I mean, like I said, you can compromise, but don't compromise to a pack to the point where it's, it's changing who you are naturally because you you're going to go back to who you are. Like that's it's going you're going to go back to who you are, and then she's mad at you because you made these promises and, and and now you're doing exactly what you said you wouldn't do. I got a question. Um, you said that uh, for some dudes, they shouldn't get with the second wife, third wife, fourth wife, etc. Uh, how would a dude know if he's ready for this? Like, let's say financially, you know, he's, he's got the money for it. Let's say, um, his chick is, she's not 100% with it, but she's not against it. But how would he know that he's ready for it? So I, I say, if you would, if you're with a woman and like you feel that she's doing, oh, she's a, she's pleasing you in every way, uh, you know, she, you, you cook, she cooks for you, everything, everything that you need, not necessarily cooking, but she's pleasing you in every way possible and 
when you're when you're not with her, you're not thinking about another woman. Like you don't when when somebody uh when somebody flirts at you, you don't flirt back or um those those old numbers you got in your phone, you ain't trying to, you know, contact them and say, I miss you or whatever. If 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 all that, if 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 those desires are curved with her in your life, keep her. Keep her. That, that, that's one way I can say. And another way is if, if, if you just fear that she, like I said, if you fear she might leave, if you go get another wife and, you know, I mean, it hurts you. If she does leave, don't don't even attempt to try to get another wife because it's, she will. Being polygamy is a lonely life, man. I'm telling you, polygamy, even though, yeah, you got multiple wives, but it's a lonely life because you never have time. For you. you understand? Like you never have time for yourself. And, and that's why it's a lonely life. Everything is, uh, yeah, you, you're, you're constantly accosted with families, different issues of, of, of family or whatever. So you, you're, you don't have time for yourself. You, you have to um, somehow make time for yourself because it's, it's a lonely life, really. Did I answer that? Yeah, yeah, that was that was perfect, actually. And my bad, I'm 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 legit writing notes, yo. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Rami, man, could you relate to what what uh, brother Nasheed was speaking on before uh, on his question? How like you're always gonna return back to who you really are. That stuck with me when he said that because if you don't voice what you really want and you try to change for a person. You might you might get them to think you're how they are, but you're still you. You're still gonna be you know yeah. how you think at the end of the day, and it's gonna come. The truth always comes to the surface sooner or later. So you might as well just be authentic from day one. Exactly. Yes. man. All, everything he said, everything he said, instantly clicked with me. Uh, Subhanallah, because from what I've learned, from what I've been taught, it's always you know be clear cut from the beginning, right? Maybe not first conversation, like okay, I'm be, I'm gonna be polygamous. That's it. But like, you know, mention it, make it clear from the beginning. And if she doesn't want that and you do, just walk away. And if you're okay being monogamous, okay, that's cool. But, right. and it's like, subhanAllah, like everything I've been taught, everything I've experienced myself is like, subhanAllah, this is facts. And it's, it's unfortunate because this is something that we're not taught, subhanAllah. Like the brother had to learn it from a pimp. Right. I have to learn it from a pimp, man. We're not taught this uh, hmm. uh, normally, but this is what we're doing here, alhamdulillah. So, uh. Uh, there's one thing that is bothering me though. So, the Freemason, what was his relationship with the Quran other than being a Freemason? Was he a Muslim? Did he read it, or did he just say this is precious and like that's it? I, I don't know. I don't. I, I really. He <laughs> just said it was a special book. I don't even know if he was thirty third degree. <laughs> like, because he would see when he would see other uh, Freemasons, like he would, you know, give them a special handshake, and or he would, you know, use that different language i what, what was it one of them was a uh, man you shine like i see light on you that's that's one of them like, i see light you know um i don't, I don't know um but because and but it couldn't be it couldn't have been uh too serious because he, in, he ended up giving me the quran anyway like mm -hmm. he was like you know you keep that that's yours <laughs> like that's your, and, uh, so alhamdulillah like I, I see my path to islam i see yeah. My clear path to Islam, you know, with the Quran, with uh, and, and alhamdulillah, Allah allowed me to meet my wife. And you know what I'm saying? Who came from like where I came from. So we like know really know each other. Um, 
it's like truly a blessing. But when I became, when when I was reading the Quran, you know, when I I found out that my dad was Muslim, I didn't know that. Like, no I didn't way. Know. Yeah, I found out that my dad was Muslim. And he was in the streets, and he had a friend who was from New York who was Muslim. So they would always debate about Quran and you know Christianity and, and Islam. My dad ended up taking taking his shahada through his friend, like you know, what I'm saying why they were selling drugs. But anyway, he ended up he ends up taking shahada. Um, yeah, he ends up taking shahada. Then you know he was still living a life, so he goes to prison. He told me why he was in prison, like he really, uh, you know, started practicing. He really started practicing, was praying every all the time. Even was an imam for a few, you know, for for a while while he was in prison, and he said that he prayed that Allah make me Muslim. He prayed that Allah make me Muslim and and um, repair the relationship that he had. Repair while he was in prison. While he was in prison, mm. make me. He, he prayed Allah make make me Muslim. Make my make my son Muslim and repair the relationship between us. Alhamdulillah. And now, now I can see why I see my path so well because I Allah answered my my father's my father's dua. And he Allah allowed my father to see my shahada. And the same person who gave him shahada gave me shahada. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, man. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Bro, that's unheard of. Yeah, so it, it's man, don't. That dua, the, the prayers that we make, yeah. don't take them lightly, man. Like they work. Yeah. <laughs> they work. Yeah. Make a lot of duas. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, right yeah, now I'm I mean, having problems with my kids or whatever. And I, I was talking to a friend, and he was like, Man, get up for Tahaja. Get up for Tahaja and beg your Lord. And I was like, You're right, man. You're right. So yeah, those those duas work, man, for real. MashaAllah. SubhanAllah. The Prophet وسلم, he said that dua is the weapon of the believer. SubhanAllah. And when you think about it, I mean, couldn't be like, man, that's the truth. That is the truth. SubhanAllah. It's, it's tough. And it's, it's unfortunate how, how many people, uh, not only do they not make dua, but they fall into this mindset that Allah is not going to help me. And khalas, that's it. But SubhanAllah, man, while he was locked up, he made dua for his son. And SubhanAllah, like. And I was, you see, I was out there in the world. I was. I was out there, like I was about to go. I would have, I was about to go down a path that they ain't no coming back from. You know what I'm saying? Because I was with the pimp. He was, I'm thinking, I never did it, never did cocaine, but he was, you know, stalk cocaine and, you know, he had other habits. Alhamdulillah, I, I've never got into those habits because I, those doers activated. <laughs> those doers <laughs> activated right on time. So it took me, like, it took me off another path. And for a while, while I was smoking weed and reading the Quran, like, I couldn't, my speech was, I couldn't talk. I promise you, I couldn't, I don't know, I, I couldn't speak. So what I did, what I did was something just inspired me to start writing. And uh, at, at that time, like, like after I left out the pimp house and me and my wife got an apartment together, whatever, um, I started writing poetry. And I would recite the poetry to tell you how I feel, what was telling, would tell you what was going on. Alhamdulillah. But yeah, I, that that started my writing. Mashallah. 
Mashallah. What do you mean you couldn't write? Like, go into it. Couldn't speak. You couldn't speak. Yeah. Like, what do you mean by that? I couldn't. You know, you you have thoughts that come to your mind. Yeah. Say them. I couldn't. It was only like one or two words or whatever. Like, I couldn't. Mm. I mean, I could communicate, you know, to tell you, yeah, pick up that or go get this. But when it comes to sitting down and having a conversation with you, mm. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't Maybe it was the weed. <laughs> I hear some bad weed or something like that. But mm. while, while that was going on, I was still heavily reading the Quran. I was still heavily mm. reading the Quran. And then you just started uh, writing, right? Go into that. I want to know about, you know, tell the viewers some of your books because we're going to put the links in the description for all of your books, for all of our viewers. But... Go into some of your your books. Do a little bit of a quick synopsis of the plot, and uh-huh. uh, yeah. Okay, so when I started writing, um, I started writing poetry, and I would, I I had a home. I had a, a group of a dudes that I was with, a few dudes. One of them still my best friend, who were Muslim. Who were like we all became Muslim around the same time. So and we were smoking weed too. So, you know, that's what it was. But I would write poems and then I would just go and like perform them in front of the doughboys. You know what I mean? And uh, that, it was like really, that was entertaining. Very, it was very entertaining. Alhamdulillah, they were like really good. And I was talking about Allah. I was talking about, you know, the Quran. I was talking about, uh, yeah, how our situations as, as black people, you know, needs to get better. And God is going to make that better if we only believe in him. Those kind of things. That's what I was talking about. So I did that for years. Um, um, writing poetry and uh, and that went to my writing poetry, like kind of fell off, but I'm still a writer. So I, I started writing um, um, books. I, I got inspired to write a book just, just, just recently though, about in 2014. I... Uh, I started writing a book. In my first, in my, I wanted to start writing books just to give doubt. Just for entertainment, for entertainment, of course, but also to give doubt, to let people know that, I, yeah, I'm Muslim. My wife covers up. My children, you know, cover up. We go to the masjid. But my life or the same struggles that I have is just like your Christian household or just like your Jewish household. You know what I mean? Like, uh... You know, we hurt, we got, we, we go through the same issues. Our children do the things they want to. That's what I wanted to tell people. I wanted to bring people inside of the Muslim home and, um, and, and, and let them know that, you know, we, we got those same issues. So the first book I wrote is uh, Her Justice. And Justice is a married dude who, who's, he's a therapist and uh, he's, you know, a, a, a kind of attractive dude. So he always has different women coming at him. His wife is, you know, he don't want her to work. So she stays at home. Um, so she stays at home, but she's tired of it. Uh, he's an attractive dude. So he has a nemesis. I've created a nemesis for him, uh, which is a beautiful woman. Who, who wants him and he she tries to get him so the story ends up it just ends up telling that story of she the the, the lady is trying to get him and the woman uh his wife is trying to uh leave I, I don't it's 
Alhamdulillah, since I wrote it, I've had nothing but great reviews. Nothing but great reviews from, from Muslims and non-Muslim, men and women. Like nothing, nothing but great reviews, Alhamdulillah. Um, it has a part two to it that I just put out um, in January, or actually at the end of December. Um, yeah, part two to that. I also have a book called Halal Nympho. Yeah, Halal Nympho. Um, hey, that was the best kind on that one. Going on that one. <laughs> what, what's that about? So, so men. So my, my, I was always thinking about like what ha- what would happen if you know a, a nympho decides that hey Islam is a is a great religion. Let me become Muslim. Like how would she behave? How would this nympho behave in Islam? So I wrote a book about it. It's it's a short story, mashallah. It's a short story, and nothing but great reviews from that. Also, um, it just it tells a story of a dude who's married to her, who ends up marrying her, um, and he can't handle all the sex that, that, she, that she's given him. So be careful what you ask for. That's, that's what I start. That's how I start this analysis. I start this analysis off by be careful what you ask for, because you may get it. Because she wants sex, you know, four, six times a day. It even comes to yes. toys. Like to, to keep her pleased, they even bring in toys into the relationship just to keep her pleased mm. yeah so it, it just I, I really i really wrote the book for you know thought provoking i, I want to you know i want people to start thinking about that or really you know have a conversation about if how and you know how le- for leaders to say how will we deal with this if i'm sure it has happened before how uh, 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 how an imam would deal with a couple coming to them say, hey, man, my wife wants too much sex. I can't give it to her. I want a divorce. Could you imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> man, she wants sex all the time. Man, I can't I can't handle it. I can't handle it, man. Like, I can't. Mm-mm. Yeah, so mm. I got that one. Her loud nympho. Um, now, I'm working on a book. Uh, actually, I should have a book out by the end of the month. It's called uh, Poetry Night. Sorry, poetry. Oh, love addiction, poetry night. Um, okay, love addiction, poetry night. Uh, yeah. So, so is that what I'm doing now? It's it's exciting, man. It's exciting, man. And and the the response that we're that I'm getting from the community is, is really really good, really good. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. It's good to hear. So, is the last one a poetry book, or does it just have like poetry in the title? Okay, so how I describe it is, it's a love story because I've been coined to be a romance writer. It's a love story with, but it's a rap, it's a love story wrapped with a love. I'm sorry, dang. It's a poetry book wrapped with a love story. Mm. It's a poetry book wrapped with a love story. So what you're doing, you're following this couple, um, you're following this couple who who is dealing with issues in their relationship, and they're 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 doing they're dealing with these issues inside of a poetry venue. Both it's their first time going to a poetry venue. So I really, so I really tried to paint the picture of how I felt when I first went into a poetry venue. You know what I'm saying? I hope, yeah. I, I hope the reader, when when they're reading it, that they can be there, that mm-hmm. they really want to be at a poetry venue. So you're you're following them through a poetry venue, and they're listening to poetry at the same time they're dealing with their issues. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful, Marshall. Right. That's powerful. I got a question for you. 
Yes. Right, so you're writing this book where you're basically uh, speaking about being in love and stuff like that. So what do you think about being in love? Like, is that is that possible to be in love with multiple women? Because, I mean, nowadays when you see the uh, these dating coaches and you know, the dudes that are actually talking about spinning plates and having multiple women and stuff like that, they're trying to run uh, the pimp game. Some of them might be pimps, you know, Allahu Alam, God knows best. But uh, some of them are not, you know, they're just kind of regurgitating what they said. So they advocate that you have to be cold, like you said where the pimp was very cold to all these chicks. So do you think that it's possible to be in love with multiple women? Or do you think it's, yeah. uh, you have to be cold? Nah, you don't have to be cold. The Prophet was our best example. Dog, and he mm -hmm. was smooth, mashallah. Like they, they loved him and he wasn't cold. How, can you be in love? You can love all of them for different reasons. So yes, I think you can. For different, so, you know what I'm saying? So that's what being in love means to you. Loving someone for a specific reason. Yeah, well, for me, for me, yeah. Um, okay. okay. Because, you know, I mean, I I love my wives. I, I do, I love them. And, and I love them for, for different reasons. I, of course, I love them because who they are. But, I know that I can get one something out of this one that I can't get from the other one. And I, I love all that about, and I love how they allow me to be me. Yeah. That's um, that's interdependent. So you have people who are codependent where they depend on the other person. You have mm -hmm. people who are independent where they don't depend on anyone. Then you got people who are interdependent where they are independent, but they see the value in the other people as well. That's me. Yeah. I'm yeah, that, I'm yeah, yeah. Alhamdulillah. That's Alhamdulillah. It. That's it. I'm but, the last. But what would you say to the dudes who say that, uh, or the chicks as well, the chicks as well, the ones who say that um, it's one thing to love someone and then another thing to be in love with someone? I, I would say, man, listen, um, to be in love, like I think everybody needs to experience that. Uh, everybody needs to experience to be in love because... And now I would, I would say that I, I believe that our men, us being in love is not like a woman being in love. You know what I mean? Like, um, like you've never heard, you never heard a man say to a woman, "You are so romantic." Or you just you don't hear that women say that. That's something that that they say to us because they live in these this world of flowers and candy and you know what I'm saying. That's 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 what it is to be in love for them. But for us, I believe when we're in love, we're able to, well, I know I am. I'm able to accomplish stuff. Like I'm able to accomplish things. Like I feel because I, that part of my life is, is, is complete. And I'm, I'm able to uh, dive into things more completely. Yeah, I'm able to dive into things more completely. So... Mm that's what it is to be in love for me and i, and I think everybody needs to experience that yes at least yeah, something that. that's like uh what's said that uh getting married is completing 50 percent of your dean yeah all right so now i need you to go, I, I listen go i need you to go there with me right now right quick all yeah. right we're gonna go there now listen i just thought about this the other day and i hope i can think of it but okay mm -hmm. islam 
comes from the root word salam, peace, right? Yeah. Dang, I can't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so Islam comes from the root word peace. Yeah. And marrying someone completes that peace, mm. completes your being or completes that peace. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> no, it's real, bro. That's real because when you have that, you feel like there's this there's this requirement that's met and fulfilled. And now you, as a man, you can do other things. Yeah. Can you do it without it? Yes, but you yes. still feel that insufficiency. Can yeah. you can you <clears throat> can you continue living life without meeting that? Of course, people are doing it, right? There right. are so many prophets that never got married, but is it, in my opinion, sunnah recommended? No, no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let me let me share a little personal story because I feel like it hits home, especially with your story, brother. Um, when I was a jahil and and I was a uh, not Muslim, I had, I think I had two serious relationships that lasted several years. Um, few girls in between here and there, you know, with the breaks whenever we would like split. But the entire time that I was with these women, I was always suppressing the idea or or the the desire to want to be with other women yeah. it was always there and i always had other women you know basically trying to talk to me basically throwing it at me and i was always trying to be this uh just trying to be loyal you know and, and loyalty starts from within so um not many people have that trait. i'm not trying to say anything here but what i am saying is that i neglected that and then when I was with the last woman that I was with, her and I were engaged. Then uh, things kind of fell apart. And then after that, you know, I, I realized, okay, I need to take some time apart from women. But I also realized that I was making a huge mistake in the previous years by denying that, uh, that innate feeling that I had of wanting to be with multiple women. Yeah. So I got to the point where it's like before coming to Islam, I actually started talking to a lot of women i think i had um i had four right there on demand four on demand where it's like it, everything was about to go down and subhanallah that's actually when i came onto the quran and i just dropped all of them to be able to focus on that but all right but the the whole thing i'm trying to get at here is that with this whole dean thing with the uh, completing 50 percent like that honestly that can't be more true because i'm here listen i don't have a wife rami is engaged inshallah he will be married soon fayed is married you brother you're married as well you have two wives you said right MashaAllah. alhamdulillah alhamdulillah bro MashaAllah. i have no wives um not really talking to anyone serious right now. And like, I still put it in my mind, like, no, I'm going to get these things done. I'm still accomplishing this. But exactly what you said is like, I still have this desire to be with women. And it's always there. I, sometimes I might talk to myself and be like, you know what? Like, even if I don't get married, like, it's cool as long as I'm uh, pursuing my purpose and I am on Dean with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then, bro, when you start thinking about the walls, you start thinking about women, it's like, oh, yeah, that all goes out the door and you, you, you get that tunnel vision, you know, and then <laughs> you, start, you start losing it, bro. You start losing it. I know you know this. I know you know this. Every man knows this. 
Um, but the whole point of this, what I'm trying to say is that there will be times where uh, because I don't have a woman, I would literally try to rationalize with myself like, oh, you know what? Um, just get with this girl. She's She just wants to be monogamous. You know, it's OK. You can be with this. It'll complete half your dean and uh, you'll be good. You know, you'll, you'll take care of that aspect. But it's like a mind stretched by new experiences can't go back to its old dimensions. I already realized, like, damn, like, it, it, we we kind of want to be with multiple women. So it, it's, it's, um, listen, I don't even know what I'm trying to get at. I lost the point, like, halfway in. <laughs> I just kept going, to be honest with y'all. <laughs> man, I'll make it easy for you, man. Man, I'll make yeah. it easy for you. But I can't say this. Listen, and, and I, I want to, like, my, my intention is to write a book next. And what I want to put it, one of the things that I want to put in this book is that when dudes, when we get married, you have to make that woman feel, feel like she's the only woman in your life without ever saying it. Mm. And I think that's what a lot of dudes, we, we, we mess up when we, you know, we call ourselves giving game or whatever, or, you know, those those really romantic moments where you, you tell her, I don't want no other woman. It's all you, it's all you. She's gonna remember that. But I think that's, when you say it, that's what gets us in trouble. Like mm. you have to find a way to make her feel like she's the only woman for you. And she is, like she is. I just, Gotta go get another one. You know what I mean? So that that so so when 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 you do decide to get another one, mm. she can't never say that you that you said, hey, you said that I was only one. Not don't ever don't ever say that. Don't 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 put yourself, don't cut your leg off. You know what I'm saying? Because then you can't walk and get another way. Well, you can, but then it's gonna be you know confusion about it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So you said that being polygamous is a very lonely life because you you tend to not have much time for yourself so what do you do to make time for yourself well i'm i'm a writer so that's i i just well you know i'm always working mm -hmm. but you gotta support right so but i mean as for you though i'm i i, I believe i um i put all those those emotions that i can't really show to nobody in my writing um Somebody works out. One, one of y'all goes to the gym, right? Y'all work out. All of us do. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I that y'all. I think y'all probably you know push that out. And I, I just recently started back. You know, trying to do something, trying to work out, and it helps. It just helps it because it's it's something that you're doing for yourself. It's 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 me time. What they call it? A uh, self improvement or yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Self improvement. New time or healing time. Yeah yeah. yeah. Self care. Yeah. Self care. That's it. That's so, so would you say that uh that that alone time is gonna look different for each man? Oh, uh, absolutely, hmm. absolutely, yeah, hmm. yeah. I mean, I mean, that's how I see it. I, I see polygamy as a lonely life, but yeah, you know, other hmm. other people, you may not, because I like being alone. Like I really enjoy like being alone. That sometimes yeah. I go, I go work out of town, and you know I leave my family here, and there's days I don't even call them. Like everything okay? And they don't call me. They okay? Like cause I I, I just like being alone. Yeah. 
you've uh, yeah, you've prayed with your that. wives, right? Yes. Like with them together. How does that feel? Wait, hold on. No, no. You know what? I gotta make that happen. I have. Listen, listen, bro. Let me let me let me let me spit some game right now. I, I was reading a, I was reading a book uh, by uh, Doctor Omar Zaid, and he was saying that we all know that as men we're the wali, right? We are. We have authority over our women, right? After Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger, we have the highest authority over anyone else, over her. But with that authority comes responsibility. And in the same way, you should be her imam. And when I read that, I was like, what does he mean you should be her imam? And it's like thinking about it, it's like, I've known so many relationships and dynamics and marriages where it's like the woman is more religious than the man. Now, there's no, I'm not saying this is the sister's fault, obviously, because she's on deen, cool. Alhamdulillah, but the man's not on deen and that's a problem. And they don't have the barakah or the blessings of Allah. Now flip that over. If the man's on deen more and she sees that, it keeps the family unit together. And she knows that and she sees that because what? Seven days out of the month, she can't pray because she's on she's on the rug. But she sees you on it 24-7 and it keeps her on it too. Mm-hmm. And it's no better feeling than you praying and you know she's right behind you, right beside you. And you're leading basically the whole unit to Allah. Mm. Yeah, I got to make that happen, man. I'm thinking about it because I've been married to one for 30 years. I've been married for one for 10. Mm. And that whole time, I, I want to say once, but other people was there because we were at, you know, some event or whatever. Yeah. Inshallah, bro. Make it, bro. The Hajjud, just y'all no one else no kids just dialing in and it's there's no greater feeling bro i i agree with that i do agree with that that's what i'm saying i pray with them but in separate homes yeah. you know what I'm saying? together i pray with them but never just both of them together and me out front now nah, i just i ain't do that man i gotta i set my <laughs> game up man i set my game up <laughs> just imagine that bro just imagine and and it's like if they if they're really on dean they, they love allah then no woman should have an issue with that, bro. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm really blessed at that because they really love Allah, man. They love this dean for real. Mm-hmm. Love I got dean. a question for you, bro. How much yeah. time are you spending with each of your wives? Oh, God. Uh, for the past, <laughs> That's a real question. Young, man, I got some understanding women. And because for the past, uh, you know, after pandemic, I've been working at nighttime in the night. So, you know, I don't sleep with nobody. My day's off. <clears throat> I mean, I'm <clears throat> I'm always in one house, but, you know, I don't, she's here. And when I'm here, she's at work because she works from home. Mm-hmm. So I'm here, but um, I really don't spend time. So it's not a lot of time with, with either. So of if you were to give an estimate, would you say like on average a day? Because I know you have children as well. You, bro, if you've been married for 30 years, mm-hmm. you have children. You definitely yeah. have children. Yeah, yeah, they gone, though. Like, everybody, well, my daughter came back with, with kids. So my, my daughter's here. But uh, the kids are gone. Like, we are we got grand we got grandkids now. Mashallah. 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 All right, so on estimate, let's say with your two wives, are you spending, like, two hours... With them a day, maybe one hour with each of them. A or day? is it like on rotation? 
It's yeah, it's on rotation. So um, <laughs> what it was, what it what it was before, you know, um, I was you know, everything was normal. It was three days here, four days there, mm. and, and I would stay four days where the kids were, and my other wife was okay with that. You know, the kids need to see you. Um, so that's what it was. But now it's as far as time, it's like a day each. Mm. It's like a day of peace for both of them because I'm working my the hours I work, and then I work six, five, six days a week. So um, yeah, by oh. about a day, I'm spending with both of them. I'm yeah, sure. but maybe like one hour a day, right? Not more, more. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, but I'm saying though, I don't. I'm saying I don't see like I don't see them every day. Okay, yeah. but when you with them, it's like an hour, or two hours max. Four hours. Because I, I hours. like talking to him. I like, you know, getting in, you know, conversation. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Like, uh, see, for me, it's 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 more than sex. Like, mm-hmm. I just really like women. You know. I just really, yeah, I just, I know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I just really, it ain't, it's, it's, it, 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 it can't be. It, I mean, of course it can be. You know what I'm saying? If you were, uh, if you just, you know, got a high uh, sex, if you're high in sex, you, you of course you can have more than one wife, but it can't just be about sex when you have mm-hmm. when you're talking about having multiple wives. Yeah. Going to that, bro, you made a video about you know keep your D out of her. Uh-huh. And that video went viral, man. That's how I found you. And uh-huh. Alhamdulillah, that was that was some solid advice. But go into that because a lot of brothers here think, <clears throat> okay, we know when we get nikah, when we get married, the first thing that becomes halal is sex. So mm-hmm. isn't that isn't it all about that? It's important, but it's it's necessary, but it's not the end all be all. It's not everything. So go into that. <clears throat> all right. So we're going back to what the pimp taught me. And um that was probably like you know, rule number one. Because I'm young, you know what I'm saying? I'm young and you know, her booty fine. She got all the nice curves, you know what I mean? I want to hit that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want to have sex with that. But he, what he was telling me was, that's what other people do. That's what other dudes do. You have to be different. And, and, and you do that by not having sex with her all the time. Like, it's like in the beginning, it was all counterintuitive. Bring, I saw him meet two women, right? And he met these, like, it, it was like a week apart or two weeks. I'm not, but he met these two women. And he was doing their hair. He was doing their feet. He hadn't had sex with them at all. Hadn't had sex with them. You know, pimps are pretty, man. Like, they're real pretty. So, and I think that's part of the attraction for the women. Like, they, they're into he he knows me. He 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 knows who I am because he's pretty too. Well, anyway, he was doing her feed. He was you know doing her hair, uh, teaching her, teaching her things that she really didn't know. And this went on for like a month or two, and he hadn't even had sex with either one of them. And they were lit. They were in the house with him. Like they were one would be in the room like one night, and then the other one would come out and sleep on the couch, and then the other one would go in. The- and I'm like, no sex? How the hell do you do this? How do you do this? So 
I saw that it worked. What yeah, I saw what he was telling me was work. Don't don't put your don't have sex with him because that's what all the other dudes doing. And women know that that's what you want. Yeah. Women know that that's what you want. So you, I mean, I, I, this is how I think. I think it, it's it's about vibes. Like, uh, you know, you're talking to a woman and she she can pick up a vibe if you want sex or not. Like she, she can put up a vibe. But if she doesn't get that vibe from you, talking to for you just for five minutes, if she don't get that vibe that you want to have sex, she's going to be intrigued and want to want to know more, want to uh, want to see what else you're talking about. So mm. um, I, I would tell dudes to read read more so you can have more to talk about. Mm. Not just to regurgitate the, the stuff that you read, but reading expands your brain. It, it opens up your mind to, to different yeah. concepts. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So read more so when you're talking to her, you can talk more than just about what every other dude is talking about. Mm. And, and uh, you know, you, you, won't, you won't have to have sex with her because she she want to give it to you. And that's what you want. But, and at, at the same time, at the same time, she got to know that you would knock the dust off that thing. You know what I mean? Like, she, you you will give it to her all the time, but you don't have to say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to say that you do, that you would do that. But, yeah. you know, keep 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 it out of her. Keep it out of her for a while, especially until you see crazy, because all of them are crazy. Okay, I'm sorry. They're not crazy. They're just different from this. Yeah, yeah it is. Oh, they crazy. They're crazy, bro. They're crazy. No other way to put it. <laughs> and, 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 but it's different levels of crazy. You know what I'm saying? But if you keep your you keep your penis out of them long enough, you'll see what level of crazy she is. Because once the penis gets involved, she's gonna go, she's gonna take that level of crazy to another level. Yeah, you done, you done then. you lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a hadith where the Prophet was saying that women are like well, you think about it, a woman, the first woman was made from Adam Alaihissalam's rib, right? Adam's rib. And it was a crooked rib. So a woman's literally a crooked rib. That's what the Prophet is saying. It's like they're not straightforward. They're not consistent. They're not the way men are wired to logically rationalize the world. And they're crooked. And what happens to a crooked rib? If you try to straighten it, you'll break it. Yeah. So you might as well leave it as it is and just accept that and learn to work with that. Yeah. Damn. That's it. But and and but once you put the once you give it a D, it's over, bro. <laughs> <laughs> once you give it a D, I, I mean I, I really want to see. I can't wait, you know, till we make it to gender, inshallah. You know what I mean? And I'm able to, I want to see like what happens sexually. Like because I, I think something spiritual happens. Like you're you're giving her your she's giving your herself to you, you giving yourself to her. I think something like when you break up a part of like y'all still have a part of each other if that makes any sense like y'all yeah, yeah. still have a part of each other with you which which makes her crazy mm. which makes her even crazier yeah that makes sense yeah, a lot of Bro. people call it soul ties or something like that spirit ties or something like yeah that. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. What advice would you have for a lot of brothers that are going through a breakup or heartbreak or stuff like that? And they're just, they're so attached to yeah. the comfort scenario that they used to have their world with this woman who's no longer part of it and she's not good for him. But he can't come to terms with the fact that 
is the past just move on and mm-hmm. they feel that thing that you're talking about that soul tie that like connection that it's still there and it's so it feels so real but they don't know you know how to like cope with that so do you have any experience with that for any brothers in our in our audience that are probably going through that right now <laughs> so the f- okay i had i have two breakups in my life that i can remember and the first one was you know uh, I guess high school or during that time of high school or whatever. Yo, every dude that I know had that breakup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God, man. I Man, I feel so weak to even say this to y'all, man, but I wanted to kill myself, man. Like I wanted to step out in front of a car and kill myself. That's just how how bad it was. I, um, I went to speak to my mom about it and, I remember crying. I was like, you hurt me. And my, my mom was like, it hurt right here, don't it, man? I was like, yes. <laughs> man, I told my mom when I had my first breakup, she smacked me across the head. She said, get over it. Damn. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh-huh. Damn. Mom real with it, man. Mom real with it. Okay, so, so, okay, that's the first one I went through. But any. That same chick who broke my heart, I met with the pimp. He taught me some game. And when she came back, <laughs> she was she was in the saddle. Like, she was down. Like, she wanted to go turn tricks for me. Like, it was like that. Like, it, like, flipped. After she broke my heart, the pimp taught me game. And when she came back, she, went, she wanted to turn tricks for me. Marshall, I mean, I can't say Marshall Love that. You know what I mean? I got so, it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to stop? It's say Marshall Love. No, I get that, bro. I get that. I get that. Because it's like, it's we all know that it's easy to start good with a woman, but it's still possible to like start bad and be weak. But then we claim that. But it's so much easier to just do it right from the jump, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's so what, what was different? What was different when the the chick came back? Because I know obviously your frame changed, obviously your mindset changed. But like, what could you say that you could remember that was tangibly different? Yeah. What game did you use on her? I, Hold on, let me get my notebook. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Go ahead. I, I had a I had a I don't care attitude. You know, you hear, she was finer. Oh my gosh, she was finer. She was older than me too. So she, man. And, and the thing, okay, so, um, like I told you, like the chicks was coming to see me and uh, she was one of the, one of the chicks who found out where I was and came over to see me. And uh, the pimp used to cut hair. Like people used to come to the hood. We was like in the hood. And he would cut hair, people's hair on the front porch. And she came up and walked up while I was there. He was like, you know her? I saw her the other day. Like, I tried to holler at her. She wouldn't give me no play or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So that was one of the things that but she was, man, man, I want to say her name. But anyway, so um, what was different was I had a I don't care attitude. Like, it's, it's, it's whatever, you know? Before, I was, I, love, I was telling her I love her all the time, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was buying her roses and stuff like that, but I had a, I had this, I was still doing, not, I was still saying, I was, I had a I don't care attitude, but, you know, I was still, like, showing that I care. It was a standoff attitude. I don't care. It was like a standoff attitude. 
And I guess that just attracted them more. Like that, that really attracted them more. Um, yeah, that's what I can say I was, that was different, that I can remember. If I give it more thought, I'll probably think of some more stuff. Damn. When I went through that first breakup, man, I was incapacitated. I was like, bro, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was depressed. I also wanted to kill myself for months, for so long, bro. And man, if you looked at like my YouTube search history, it was all how to get your ex back, how to get your ex back, how to deal with the breakup, all this stuff. And it was so pathetic. It was the worst time of my life. But alhamdulillah, to anyone that's going through it, the man you become afterwards, phenomenal, inshallah. The man that you, and the man that you become afterwards, bro, she doesn't deserve that man anyway. 100%, man. 100%. Alhamdulillah. Once you become that man, you stop caring about like, oh, she did this to me, she did that to me. But you stop caring about getting her back. You stop caring about revenge. You start. You stop caring about all that because your your goal, your focus, your frame is so it's it's so far off from that. Alhamdulillah, mm -hmm. because the place you you move to, especially when you have a lot in the equation, mm -hmm. like night. And the fact that you have leveled up now means the caliber of woman that you can attract now is far superior than the lowly woman that you had before. Yeah. I don't unless, know if she wants you back though, but she wants you back. That woman that left you, she wants that's you true. back. That's why I was gonna say, unless she uses that as fuel and inspires her to level up too. Mm. But that's that's a far, you know, that's that's rare. If if you have that, cool, but not many men do. Yeah. Okay. So I I went through a divorce too. Um, like I told you, I was married, I had mm. two out of ones, and the first one just didn't work out. Even though I had a wife. That divorce hurt, man. Like for real. And we was we was just married, not even a year, probably. But it, I don't know. Maybe that's why it's uh a lust is that um it's 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 permissible, but it's hated. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. you feel like when you divorce, it feels like you're, I guess, yeah, it feels like you're displeasing a lot because it hurts, man. Like you. And I couldn't show the hurt that I was feeling because I had a wife. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I couldn't. Yeah. You crying over another. When you got <laughs> kids, yeah, bro. Yeah. I'm alone. I'm alone. Tell us about your relationship with your father now. You know, if you're comfortable, bro. Whatever you feel like. Okay, so my mom, um, like I, like I, my grandmother raised me, man. Like drugs, drugs took over my uh, my family. Like mm -hmm. my, my grandmother who raised me, all five of her kids was on crack at the same time. Like, that's crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and my mom was caught up in that. You know, she was out there in the streets. Uh, like, I don't, I never, I start, I lived with her when I became a teenager, um, like, like 17. Like, she had a little apartment and I started living with her for only a month or two. Because when I got 18, I moved with the pimp. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's my baby though. Like, you know. She was never there, but um, when I got older, when I got became a teenager, she was always there, uh, you know, giving me, giving me advice or whatever, uh, giving me advice on the girls. Like the girl who broke my heart, like she was like, I don't like her. This was before she broke my heart. <clears throat> she was like, I don't like her. Like, mom, you, what you talk about? She fine, you know what I mean? Like, look at her. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, but she was, she was there when I was a teenager. Yeah, you know, trying out there in the street. She she was always there. Mashallah. But, Mashallah. Yeah, that's my baby. She she uh she passed in '97. She got she was able to see her her first my daughter her first grandchild. 
Um, yeah, but after that, you know, she, uh, drugs and alcohol really, you know, slowed her heart down and she died. So, sorry to hear. Nah, no, 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 John, no, bro. It's not, it's not easy, bro. It's not, it's really not easy. Um, what about your dad? My dad's still around, man. He, I talk to him. I talk to him often. Uh, his, one of his prayers was to make our relationship better, and that's my buddy. Like, that's my dad is my buddy, man. I, in fact, I'm, I need to fly down. I'm going to fly down there and see him probably next month <clears throat> just to spend some time with him because, you know, they get no. Alhamdulillah. That's my buddy. Still around. Yeah. You know, got any uh, closing remarks before we close it off? Yeah, the last thing that I wanted to throw in here, man, because when you were talking about uh, that you like talking to your women and, you know, you actually like having that conversation with them. I thought I was the only one. I thought I was alone on this. Yeah. And my old friends in the past, we would talk and they would they would think I was crazy. They would think I was backwards because every every kid back then used to have this. Uh, I don't know where they got it, but they had this understanding of like, oh, you got to smash as quick as possible. Mm. Like first day, first day. Um, second day, third, and if you don't get it by the third, then you should just pretty much throw it to the curb because, like, she's just putting out at that point. Yeah. And, man, like, I'm not saying that I would talk to them in, like, a, a like a friend type of way. I would still be uh, seductive and romantic with them, but it's like I would take my time with it. Sometimes I take, like, Yo! a month. Yeah, sometimes I take, like, a month. One time I remember the first girl that I ever had – relations with that was the one who i lost my virginity to mm. uh i think i took like six to eight months and it wasn't it wasn't no friend vibe it was like real like that real type vibe and i i, I do think now that you're saying it, it, it just re-emphasizes the fact of like why she has such a pull towards me when in reality there were a lot of other dudes way more attractive than i was at the time that were trying to holler at her. Yeah, she wasn't giving them any play at all. You thought you, thought you were crazy for that, bro? Yeah. Yeah, same, bro. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, alhamdulillah, that's, that's what it is, man. It, yeah, and for me, I can say that it's always been like that. I just, man, okay, so I really like, I like the company. I like the company. In, in the presence of a man, a woman will be a woman. Mm. In the presence Say that of a one man, more time. In the presence of a man, a woman will be a woman. Will be a woman. Mm. And mm. when you know you get you know these disrespectful women, I, I just believe that you know they're being disrespectful because they don't respect the man presence they're in. They don't respect his presence. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're 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 do you you all you want to do is what other dudes want to do. You want to get between them legs. That's it. Regardless on, yeah, because you see that you know this is a different woman that you know that's that's here now. Like they're this is a different woman, but the nature of a woman don't don't change. They still want to be taken care of. They still want to be led. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be a leader. You have to, you know, get get those things. Your masculinity has to be out front. Like you know what I'm saying? It has to be out front for her to mm. want to respect you. To, yeah. to want to be that woman in front of you. And, um, you know, you can't always just want to have sex with her. 
Mm, guys, if you made it this far, brothers and sisters, comment down below. Hashtag bring back Nasheed. Why? Because we want to bring this brother back for a second interview. This was so beneficial, bro. Jazakallahu khair for making the time. We really appreciate it. If the two brothers don't have anything to add, let's send it off. No, all I was going to say is that we need to have an episode or two on games specifically. Uh, yeah. Allah. We want to do that. We want another episode, maybe even on like something like parenting too. Yeah. We want to hear from a, from a dad, bro. Yeah. Oh, yo, I'm horrible with my bitch. <laughs> I'm horrible with <laughs> my <laughs> I gotta make I gotta get into Hudge and make do it, man. Like for real, because mashallah, you know. I mean, they they're really good kids. Like they're really good kids. I think I taught them good morals or whatever. But like they gone from the dean, man. They don't, especially my sons. Like they gone. Mm. Man, I love bring them back, guys. Anyone watching, make some dua too, bro. Yeah, make just dua. Like, just like brother Nasheed, dua. father made dua. Dua is powerful, man. That was, if, if any, no no other takeaway, that's the takeaway for this episode, that Dua is truly underrated. Yeah. But it's prescribed for us for a reason, right? So make some Dua that, you know, Brother Nasheed has peace. His kids are guided to the truth. Everyone around him, including himself, is on Dean. Amin and Rami ended off. All right. With that being said, Jazakallah khair for an amazing episode. We do appreciate it. And we hope to have you back soon, inshallah. Everyone remember to comment, like, subscribe, and to share the video because this was definitely a very real episode, mashallah. Make sure to check out our Patreon and the Brothers books in the description. With that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fi akhirati hasana wa qina adab nar Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.